Hello everyone and welcome to episode 27 of the Artful Athlete podcast. Before we get started, couple of things. Number one, I hope you're well and I hope you're able to find grounding, peace and a little bit of sunshine in this wintry time. Number two, just a reminder that this month I am sharing some very short breath sessions over at The Lodge Space on Instagram. It was meant to be just three, but now I'll be releasing one every Tuesday over there for the month of February. Just a little mindful moment of five to ten minutes max. It's part of their February wellness challenge where Monday to Friday throughout this month, some practitioners share some tips and short exercises to do to help you flow better through this wintry month. You can even win a one-month free membership to their online classes. So I hope you'll enjoy the good energies coming from this and that my little contribution through breathwork will help you ease stress and ground. Now back to this week's episode, the first of my Discovering Your Voice series. I'll be honest, it hasn't been an easy thing to prepare because, well, because of a few reasons of, you know, the emotional kind. So these next three episodes may feel a bit different, or even raw, and it's going to contain a lot of storytelling, as I mentioned last week, because, well, maybe by telling you how I discovered and grew my own voice, you'll be able to see how to release, access, and grow your own. It started when I was home at Christmas. I finally, finally... <laughs> grabbed my courage and energy in one hand and called my good friend Marie-Alice, also known as Malice Z. Um, she's the one who did my art cover for this podcast, by the way. She's really, really talented. Strongly, strongly recommend looking at her stuff. But anyway, I called her to go through boxes in my childhood bedroom, which had been sitting there for a very long time. Ultimately, what came out of this experience was that I ended up throwing away 15 years worth of accumulated middle school, high school, uni work, scripts of shows I worked on, and the partially embarrassing poster collection I had gathered during my teens. After many hours of crawling around, because my bedroom back home is underneath the roof, of opening and closing boxes, of deciding what was going to stay, what was going to go, I relived through some key moments of my life. Some more pleasant than others. Going through my old end-of-term assessment summaries. No idea what you call them in English, actually. But basically, it's a piece of paper filled in by all the teachers at the end of the term and the year, where they give you your average grade and write a little something about how your efforts, or lack thereof, were perceived. I say lack thereof because my mathematics teacher from my second year of middle school wrote down on my last piece of paper of the year that you get at the end of the term. Some valiant efforts despite her aversion for mathematics. So many memories, some pain, some laughter. It was definitely a good plan to have asked for my friend to come and help. For support, obviously, but also to be able to joke about it down the line. And she's gathered plenty of blackmailing material about me, which makes me, I feel, a good friend because I'm providing her with things to remind me of in my later years. 
It's a way of making sure you don't forget your embarrassing moments, you know? I treasure that. And having her there wasn't just good also for the heavy lifting and the crawling around, but also for the lightness of knowing you're facing these moments, that past that you're going through, in good supportive company. Once we were done that evening, as I went to sleep, I felt like the atmosphere in the room had changed. It was lighter. The air in the room felt crisp. I know it was the beginning of winter and I am underneath a roof and it's always been a bit colder up there. But that night, I really felt something shifted. That trip down memory lane and the aftermath of realising that it had been a revisiting of 15 years of my life left me in a pondering state. I'm going to call it that. I just pondered and thought some more and brought some of that thinking back with me when I reached London and when I got back to my work for my Artful Athlete coaching and podcast. My voice adventure started a long time ago through singing, performing, reading out loud, making voices, dubbing even, and wanting to voice cartoon and video game characters. But it took a turn 15 years ago with my accident. As I'm recording this, I would have been on my third week of paralysis and trying to adapt to the demands of my current life. The demands of the international school I had worked pretty hard to get into. The demands of the theatre company I was doing my apprenticeship at, with rehearsals from four to eight hours a week, depending. And then, you know, the stuff that comes with being a teenage girl. Following that compulsory Roman wrestling class at school and being in the trajectory of the teacher during our warm-up game, I was punched in the plexus, tripped behind the knee, and I landed on my neck. Going from one day being able to move around to dance and embody characters on stage to all of a sudden being locked in a neck brace and being limited in my own body was not pleasant whatsoever. And it lasted a while since I ended up with this lovely neck brace for 18 weeks in total, whilst still going to school and attending rehearsals. But in rehearsals, I couldn't move. So I just sat in a corner and said my lines from the back. It's the voice and singing teacher who helped me evacuate some of this immobility to bring some inner movement back in. And so he made me sing, showed me how to breathe, how to start gently opening up my ribcage and to evacuate the heaviness and the hurt that lay within. We ended up covering a very wide repertoire from Queen, Aretha Franklin, Bowie, Elton John, French singer Zezie. We did musicals and obviously also the songs of the shows I was involved in. But he chose the songs we were working on depending on the emotions I needed to release, the range I needed to work on, and the breath flow and air capacity that I needed to expand on. We did a lot. Looking back now, honestly, we did a lot. And this really was my first real introduction to the power of voice and breath work. Since my neck and thoracic were the key issues that time, with my back obviously, and since I had been using my head voice most of the time, we started shifting the sounds to different parts of the body. Before that time, neither of us really believed I could reach lower tones, because I sang the highest notes all the time with ease. And I was more comfortable going high anyway, why work on anything else? 
But since my ribcage was trapped, and since my diaphragm had, uh, well, taken a pounding, and I was having breathing spasms and pain, buckets, bucket loads of back and neck pain, and ribcage pain, we worked on sending the voice and breath to these regions. Because when you breathe, when you speak, there's loads of muscles, teeny tiny ones and bigger ones, connected to the ribcage and the spine coming into play. Sending the sound there, where it was stiff and tight and blocked and closed, helped create an opening. By physically shifting the aim, the vibrations of the sound traveling out of the voice box, by imagining the sound is coming out of the middle of your back or the lowest part of your guts, by learning how to master belly breathing, diaphragmatic breathing and breath holds even, by bringing conscious mental work into it and imagining it traveling in from your nose, down your shoulders, your lungs, all the way to your hips and your feet, by massaging the jaw and creating openness and flexibility in the mouth and resonance through the body. By doing all of these things, you're bringing movement back in. Which, let me tell you, when you can't move and feel incapable of achieving much in life, it's, it's like a newfound freedom. I remember feeling I was starting to disappear after the accident happened. And doing this work helped me connect to the fact that I could be heard and that I was actually still here. And if I voiced and expressed and spoke a tiny bit louder, that I could be heard and seen. And so my voice started sounding different with all that work. At the time, I associated it with me getting better, which I was slowly, very slowly, getting better. Between that work and the treatments and manipulation my doctor was doing and prescribing, I got better. But looking back with the knowledge I have now, I can see what this was doing. We worked on postural alignment, or should I say my singing teacher, Fabien Cantaparedi, was making me work on postural alignment through these ribcage opening exercises. We worked on getting my voice to new highs, discovered I could actually sing quite low, and that despite this neck brace around my neck and throat, that I could still be loud and had gotten even louder. And obviously it wouldn't be doing this experience justice to not mention the release it provided. The songs we worked on served as a catharsis of sorts. I remember we were we were working on the Moulin Rouge version of Nature Boy by David Bowie and Massive Attack. Which, by the way, as a French person, for years I used to say David Bowie, not knowing that it was actually meant to be pronounced Bowie. But now I know better. But anyway, we were working on this song and I was not having any of it. I did not want to sing this. I wanted to sing stuff high and just be in my corner. My excuse was that because I couldn't really read music, if I didn't know the song, I would just not work on it. But the patience with which he approached this. You know that thing when you hear a song and you think, oh, it's an okay song, sure. But then you listen and actually hear the lyrics and instantly 
you get taken to a totally different level of emotion or experience? Well, that became one of those moments when you have to slow down and sit with each line inside so that when the time comes to express and release the words outside, the voice that leaves you sounds different. That's when I first met my voice. And by that time, I had already been using it for 14 years in life. But it was then that I saw and started to learn how it connected to our body. And that's by playing around in sending the sound and breath to travel in not official voice body parts, how much you could gain from it on every plane. On the mind, on the body, and on the soul. And years later, when I trained in calisthenics, in postural techniques like Alexander, or movement like Laban, yoga, animal flow, or even by discovering and applying breathwork methods from the singing, acting, and wellness world, looking back, I know that this, this original foundation acquired through pain is one of, if not the strongest foundation I can live by and pass on. Pass on through vocal coaching, through relaxation and release work, through mentoring, and of course, through performing, singing, acting, and voicing. I still have that neck brace, by the way. Every time I've traveled, it's tagged along in my suitcase. It came in handy during periods of relapse over the years. But now it's more like a piece of memorabilia. I don't quite want to part with it yet. Maybe one day I will. And I still get those breathing spasms in moments of stress or fatigue or when I neglect my own personal work. Because life happens. You can't do everything all the time. You can't be on top of things all the time. But because breathing and voicing are part of life and what a big beautiful part it is, I now encourage and show people how they can look after theirs, and what magical results it has on their body, on their mind, their art, and ability to share who they are using their voice. So for next week, before moving on to part two of Discovering Your Voice, please have a go at sending your voice to different parts of your body. What happens when it's the hips that have a voice? What is the quality of the sound you send to your back? The one you send to the top of your head? The one you send outside of your body even? Also, because we all need some extra music or poetry magic in life, I'd like to know, is there a song or a text whose words echo and resonate really deeply for you? Nature Boy was one of them for me for a very long time. Nowadays, it's... Achilles Come Down by Gang of Youth. It's from their album Go Farther in Lightness. Let me know in the comment on Instagram or even on the blog on my website. I would love to hear from you about this. I'll catch you next Thursday for part two. But don't forget that you can breathe with me on Tuesday on IGTV over at The Lodge Space and obviously The Artful Athlete. Head over to Instagram. I'll see you on Tuesday. And if not, happy voicing. And I'll speak to you soon.